You're listening to the Tech Bytes podcast from the Packet Pushers, where we take about 15 minutes to get you up to speed on new products and ideas. We're talking with sponsor Fortinet about its Secure Access Service Edge, or SASE, offering. And our guest is John Madison. He is Executive VP of Products at Fortinet. John, welcome to the podcast. So SASE is a fairly new market category. So what should listeners know out of the gate about SASE and how it's different from just general cloud-based security services? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so SASE, uh, two really important concepts. In fact, our company, Fortinet, was founded on them. Uh, one was bringing networking and security together in a single stack and a single policy engine. And uh, we've been doing that over the years uh, using uh, our ASICs and appliances. Uh, SASE kind of broadens that to say you can do it there, but you can also do it in virtual machines. You can also do it in the cloud. And so this coming together, the convergence of network security and uh, the security itself, the networking allows this to happen. And then the second concept is more around uh, the framework or, or a platform of not just one uh, element, but several. So whether it be uh, secure SD-WAN, whether it be WAF, whether it be CASB, whether it be Web Gateway, bringing these together as a platform rather than individual point products. So this is really this idea of once we did the first generation of SD-WAN, we got the path thing going, you know, multiple paths at the same time, automated failover, you know, detection of brownouts as well as blackouts, that type of stuff. What we actually did was that everybody woke up and said, well, why aren't we just doing security as well? So now we're talking about firewalls and threat detection and scanning and things like that all in one product. Is that the idea? Yes, we called it security-driven networking, where, again, we accelerate both the networking stack and the security stack. But what's going to be important going forward is as the edges change, you've got the WAN edge, you've got data center edge, cloud edge, even the home edge these days, uh, you need to be able to apply that security in different ways. So, yes, we can use appliances to do that. We can use virtual machines. And then also we've got a cloud delivery mechanism uh, as well. So it was Gartner who essentially came up with this SASE category, and we're seeing lots of vendors respond by sort of pointing all the products in their portfolio to see if they can fit this definition. How is Fortinet looking at this new SASE category? Yeah, well, this is one of the problems uh, with the when Gartner come out with an acronym. In fact, right now, I don't know if you've heard of Gartner, what they call hype cycles, which are the tracking yeah. of technology through these different times. And right now, they came out with this network security hype cycle and the networking enterprise hype cycle. And SASE is right at the top of both. So it's doubly amplified. <laughs> so Gartner is calling out their own hype around SASE. Exactly. The hype, of, yeah. the hype of the hypes. But the trouble is, you know, you know, some vendors take this, they, they kind of manipulate it into their own product portfolio. Customers get all confused. And so really, SASE, from a, from a definition perspective, and talked about the core piece, which is the foundation, bringing networking and security together. Then once you expand across that, you need to have quite a, a broad product portfolio, uh, all managed by a single console, all orchestrated. And so I think there's a lot of different definitions. I think there's a core set of functionality you need, which we talked about, which is SD-WAN, uh, Web Gateway, CASB, Zero Trust Access, and then some optional pieces. But uh, I definitely recommend people... Uh, or customers look at their own networks to see where they're going and trying to align it with that versus the, all mm. the hype that's going on. Well, I think I think the interesting part about the Fortinet approach is you're not bolting it on. You were a security company first. And I think the lesson we learned from SD-WAN was that because it's an overlay, like usually an IPSEC overlay, uh, that really the only thing you had to bring was the software-defined controller, the software controller that went on the top so that you could control the path dynamics, and then you had the whole security portfolio already. It wasn't like 
oh, I'm a router company and now I've got to go and find a security capability. It was, we're a security company, but we were already doing IPSEC overlays as well. Yeah, think about it. If you go back four or five years, you had a lot of SD-WAN networking companies. Then you had security companies, and they were sitting next to each other. I mean, most companies had two deployments. uh, And what's happened is to have the SD-WAN vendors got the security on board and have the security vendors built the SD-WAN. You know, Mm. we spent a long time, four or five years, building that SD-WAN inside our system rather than just overlaying it uh, because it's much more efficient, cost-effective, and easier to apply policy to. Yeah, and you didn't have so far to travel. It's not like you had to reorganize. I think if you were a, a networking company turning into a security company and welding the two together, you had a much further to travel to do that than a security company coming into networking because remote access was already part of the plan, really, or IPSEC tunnels. Well, um, I also remember that a lot of a lot of security companies are basically software companies. So we were starting from, you know, we had hardware experience, built around chips. We had a great, great networking stack. And even then, it took us a while. Imagine just being a software security company. You had no chance, really. Mm, that's true. That's why some people have acquired it recently. Yeah, well, I think the acquisition part is is fairly natural. I think any time we see the market go through a transition, like as SASE talks about, like this sassy idea where the security and the networking merge, it's a bundling of what was previously a separate thing. Is that a reasonably accurate summary of where we're at? It is, but also remember that, as I talked about, these edges appear in different places, and as more traffic maybe comes straight off the the WAN edge to the cloud, the public cloud, or from home right now to the public cloud directly, you're going to need these different delivery and consumption models. So it may be appliance. It may be virtual machine in the east-west. It may be uh, cloud delivery. We we made a recent acquisition of opaque networks to allow our networks to be cloud-delivered as well. So you're going to need a flexible model. It's not just one model going forward. And I think that's an important distinction because the way I understand Gartner defining SASE is it's primarily a cloud-driven service. And you're saying it doesn't just have to be cloud. You can also do it on-premises. Well, here's the reason. The reason for it is uh, that that's the only way a lot of companies can do it. They don't have the capabilities to go and build an ASIC. They don't have the capabilities to optimize virtual machines. And so the, the only way they can do it is to use a lot of compute in the cloud. It's expensive. Um, but you do need all three models, in our opinion, to cover the edges as as corporations and enterprise networks move forward. So consumption models are important. Then you start to talk. You said there about cloud, but we're also seeing that drive from enterprise customers to say, "I don't want to pay for it up front anymore." Um, is Fortinet moving into this? Uh, well, you know, flexible consumption model in the marketing words. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing it for a while with our virtual machine technology with uh, telco networks. Uh, our opaque or 40 sassies we're calling, you know, our very complex naming mm. schema of 40, whatever it does. Uh, it keeps me, it keeps consistent. me, <laughs> keeps me uh, busy. That's for sure. That naming uh, terminology, but um, yeah, we, you know, the, the 40 sassy will be a subscription monthly based. And I think what we're going to see going forward is for us is to spread that across the hardware as well. So the customers have a choice of either, you know, perpetual subscription, pay as you go monthly, uh, I think absolutely uh, they want the flexibility. Mm. So can you tell us a little bit about those components, the, the cloud aspect of your SASE um, offering, but also how you're doing it on-premises? Yeah, so the, you know, the SD, SD-WAN and the SASE on-premise is basically our appliances where we apply a full uh, SD-WAN solution, but then we can apply all types of security. And I still think that you're going to need, uh, for example, application control. We need that to do some of our application steering. Mm-hmm. You want to leave that land totally exposed, so you probably need some exploit protection in there as well. So I don't see the concept of this very simple routing just being on the premise. You're going to need some capability to protect the land 
and provides them that functionality. And then you can put all the security on there, or you can say, hey, well, I'm going to forward that to our 40 SASE cloud and provide maybe the web gateway uh, or some other types of security on there. So I think in the end, it's going to be a hybrid model. All the customers that I speak to are going to be hybrid for a long time. And therefore, you need to be able to apply security where you think makes most sense. I think a key aspect of the Fortinet approach, based on some briefings I've had with you and some tech field day events I've seen and so on, is this notion you have of the Fortinet fabric. So I don't have to be an all Fortinet shop. I can leverage other security tools and products that I may have in my environment, and you guys somehow knit them together. Yeah, the fabric is, is what we call the platform. A lot of people, again, talk about platforms. It could be an endpoint platform, but you know, there's two ways of building a platform. You can go out and buy a lot of stuff and try and bolt it together, uh, which is hard, or you could build it organically, which in some ways is just as hard because you still need to build all the features and, and, and capabilities. We've chosen a bit of mostly the organic. Now, we do make some acquisitions, but they're not big ones. They're not installed base of hundreds of thousands of people and systems, but they're small acquisitions of people and technology. And, mm. you know, right now, we think we have 20 products, which is part of our fabric. But also what's important, as you mentioned, is that we have an API and connectors. Mm. Uh, two issues here. One is that a lot of customers say, I've got so many products. The real issue is they've got so many orchestration systems. Those orchestration systems control the products and the infrastructure. Yeah, the so single pane of glass sure. problem. Everybody's got a single pane of glass for every product yeah. and every category. Yeah. But those orchestration systems are usually huge vendors who don't want to talk to each other. Mm. And so what we do is try and talk to the orchestration system. So, you know, Cisco is a competitor of ours, but we talk to their ACI system. We talk to mm. their ICE system, for example, to extract mm. objects and information mm. of the infrastructure. Uh, and then we have other APIs which people build to to be part of the ecosystem. I think the industry as a whole, definitely cybersecurity industry, you know, has a couple of issues. One is that people just don't talk to each other. And we don't share the threat information. That should be basic stuff that we should be doing. And so yeah, that's a, a, customers. And that's a real challenge because if you um, listen to the business people talking about how do they solve security problems in their infrastructures, they're saying they've got too many security products and each product doesn't talk to the other. There's no joined up sort of thinking going on in the security. And that is, I think that's another angle on SASE, this idea that SD-WAN and the security products before um, we're always like, here's a proxy, here's a firewall, an application firewall, here's a threat scanning engine, here's an antivirus, here's a, you know, they were all separate things. And now they're all coming together into a single product. Yep. There's a convergence or a, a rebundling. And then once you've got them all rebundled, you've still got the same operational problems. How do you update the antivirus signatures? What are you going to do with your malware alerts? How are you going to maintain your firewall rules? That Those problems don't go away unless you can unify all of those tools into a, well, for lack of a better term, a toolkit or a fabric, as you say. Yeah, and a fabric. And so, you know, it takes a long time to build something like that. We've been building it for 10 years. Every time we do a release of a product, we have to release it against the fabric and the individual products. Mm. And, you know, for example, we can bring up a topology map instantly of all our firewalls, switches, access points, endpoints, WAP, instantly a topology map because they all talk to each other because we build that ecosystem. Now, I think the industry needs to really be shaken up a bit because that's not going to be a single vendor for everything. So people need to work together. And I think the industry, in our opinion, spends too much money on hype and marketing and versus doing testing and certification and collaboration. Yeah, and that's partly historical and that's partly the way forward. But it's refreshing to hear you say it's much more about the opera operationalization or the actual usage than um, focusing on the other side of it, of, of getting people to follow my brand and to drink my Coca-Cola sort of thing. 
Yeah. Um, and I think if you can get to that point where you can clap, you know, you've got integration between the orchestration systems, our vision is then we can apply some AI ops on top of that. I know that's another buzz term, sorry, hmm. which allows some automation of both the security where the security needs to go, given the attack, uh, and then also gives you some prediction of what's happening with your network. And can you automatically, before things get out of control, shut things down, switch things over? So I think once you get to that model, you can then start applying AI across that big data. So I think, you know, I see the whole AI ops as I'm using software to do the operations for some level of unattended. That is, if I see a thing, I see a pattern, then I should do this. And at the end of the day, all the customers have the same networks doing the same things with the same problems. They all have threat management. You see a threat, what do you do? Well, you don't want to always just turn to a human and say, you know, you should do this. We'll then click the yes button. There's, there's a certain amount of automation. Now, whether they're using deep learning or machine learning and or actual genuine artificial intelligence doesn't matter as far as we're concerned. I think AI ops is the next sequence to this. It's the sequel, which is where you get to intent-based SD-WAN, where you say, please secure my branch. That's my business intent. Yeah. Keep it secure. Keep it sustained. Hopefully, we don't end up with intent-based WANs. There's no successor to that, but we will. But, it, 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 <laughs> but that's kind of the thinking behind that AI ops model, I think. We speak, a gardener analyst is busy coming up with... Well, you, you know, intent-based networking is on the hype cycle for Gardner. <laughs> we actually refer to it as intent-based network security, and you're exactly right. What it means is, let me just, you know, think about that topology graph. Let me take one of these users with, with security ratings A, B, or whatever. Let me drag it across to the application, the workload, with whatever it is, and let the system in between work out all the configuration of the routers, switches, firewalls, SD1, and everything else, rather than an individual going through bit by bit. Now, that's a vision. That's definitely not something we have today. If it is, I think we'd be twice the size company-wise. But it's a vision that customers like because a lot of them have so many policies. They're still in silos. They want to bring these things together. So before we get too far afield on intent-based and AI ops and stuff, let's let's bring it back to the this whole notion of SASE, which is where we started. Can we kind of go back over how Fortinet differentiates itself in this emerging SASE category? Well, two things. One is we've been working on SASE, this bringing together called security-driven networking since the foundation of the company. Uh, and again, we do that through uh, ASICs. We've just delivered, we're delivering some systems now with ASICs that we're running 200 gig firewalls, can run 10x the SD-WAN computations. So we'll do that. Now, what we also do is allow you that with acquisition recently to do that flexibly. So you can do it on an appliance at the SD-WAN or WAN Edge. You can do that in virtual machine. Now you can do it in cloud delivery. And the second piece which differentiates is that the scope of our portfolio uh, is very broad. In fact, it's the broadest um, uh, SASE portfolio out there. We have obviously Zero Trust. We have SD-WAN. Uh, we can do the security on the appliance. We can do security in the cloud. We've got the CASB. Uh, we've got WAF. We've got browser isolation. Mm. And when you go through the whole stack, it's all there. Uh, now, I'm not saying that customers come tomorrow and going to sign a PO and say, I need all those things. Just check them off and deliver me. And off you go. Um, but it does give us the flexibility to mix and match those components depending on the customer configuration. So our, in, our ability to deliver it via appliance, virtual machine, and cloud, and the, the breadth of our portfolio across SASE is, is very differentiated. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this Tech Bytes episode. Uh, John, where can folks go to get more information? Uh, they can go to fortinet.com backslash blog backslash SASE. And uh, there's great information there on SASE, its uh, description and where it's going in the future. 
That's great. It's fortinet.com slash blog slash sassy. And we'll have that link in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Thank you, John, for joining us. And thanks to Fortinet for being a sponsor. Sponsors let us produce nerdy technical podcasts. And if you want hours and hours and hours of fine free technical content, head on over to packetpushers.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.